Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in the studio today is my co-pilot, Jeff Harding. Jeff, how are you doing today? I am on pins and needles, Kyle. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I'm excited too. There's so many things going on. We are just mere days away. Just really hours. Hours, really. You could count it down to hours. Well, they'd be uh, high hours, they, but they, yeah, hours. They yeah. wouldn't fit on your hands. No. But we're just we're we're so close to the Huntsman World really Senior are. Games. We have got the venue secured. We've got the supplies, I hope, all ordered. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> we have all the supplies ordered that we're going to have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what's, what's, what's here is what we're going to have. That's we right. also have, uh, just again, so many details in place. Our refreshments, our athletes are preparing. It's, it's really go time, mm-hmm. uh, which is awesome. In a couple of days, well over 11,000 athletes yep. are going to converge on our community here in St. George, Utah, ready to compete and participate in the Husband World Senior Games. It's worth noting, Jeff that this year we will set a participation record. Yes, we will. Isn't that awesome? That's amazing. Our previous record is uh, 11,079. And while we don't know the final number right now, because we have roster changes and things that happen for the team sports, uh, for the teams throughout the games, we've already surpassed that. Yes, we have. So uh, we're, we've already broken a record. We're just now waiting to see how high we can go. And, uh, Everything's in order. It's time to celebrate. It is. On an interesting side note, we set a record on stuffing our athlete welcome bags yesterday. We got it done in record time. Record time. We had a record it, number of volunteers helping. It was just huge. In fact, go to our Facebook page and you can see a picture of the or the volunteers stuffing the welcome bags for the athletes. Amazing, amazing. That's Facebook.com slash World Senior Games. And you know, we definitely we couldn't do this without the oh, no. without the volunteers no. for sure. One of the great things about the games is that it is a celebration, as I just That's said. That's right. It's a celebration of fostering worldwide peace, health, and friendship. It's certainly a celebration of active aging and sport and activity for our athletes. But the great thing about the games is that it's a celebration really for everyone. It is. And so I want to touch on just a couple of events that you don't have to be an athlete to participate in. And uh, you want to make sure that you do participate in them. Don't miss these things. Uh, and I'm going to work backwards. Okay. The first one I want to talk about is our concert and celebration. Yes. That is a free show. A free concert. Free concert. It takes place in the Burns Arena at Dixie State University. The gates open at 6 o'clock and the show starts at 7 and it's going to be amazing. We've got Joel the band. Providing the entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's a Billy Joel tribute act. He's heralded as one of the best acts, uh, you know, paying tribute to Billy Joel. So if you like Billy Joel, and seriously, Jeff. Who doesn't? Who doesn't like Billy Joel? The guy's a musical genius. That's right. If you like the music of Billy Joel, you cannot miss this show. It's Tuesday, October 15th, once again, at Dixie State University's Burns Arena. That's where they play the basketball games. That's right. It's free. Bring your family. Bring your friends. Don't miss the show. But leave your basketball at home. Leave your basketball at home because it's not going to be set up for basketball. That's right. But come and have a blast. Now, that's not all. No. But wait, there's There's more. more. (laughs) (laughs) Next week at Dixie State University's Trailblazer Stadium, we are going to have the spectacular Huntsman World Senior Games opening ceremonies. And I don't want to use that word lightly. Oh, spectacular. We, we, oh, that's what our athletes tell us. That it's, it, that it's, it's spectacular. A, it's such a great show. The show's just incredible. There's a parade of athletes where the competitors from all around the world file into the stadium. There will be singing and dancing. Also, interestingly enough, featuring the music of the great Billy Joel. Pretty, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. 
So uh, we have also what we call affectionately our flag extravaganza, where over 80 nations who have been represented at the Huntsman World Senior Games are acknowledged. It's an inspirational site. We have fireworks. Governor Herbert is scheduled to welcome the athletes to the state, and the list goes on and on. But, Jeff, there's more. One of the most exciting parts of the show is that every year we have a special guest speaker that we invite to provide a little inspiration, maybe a little motivation. Mm -hmm. And over the years, we've had some great speakers. Yeah, we have. had Jackie Joyner-Kersey. We've had Carl Malone. We've had uh, Olympic gold medalist Rulin Gardner. We've had Joe Namath. Yes, we have. We've had some big names in sport. And, Jeff, this year is no different. No, no, it's not. This year we have the opportunity to hear from three-time Olympic gold medalist in women's softball, Leah Amico. Leah has been a standout player at every level, high school. She's a collegiate national champion. She's a Pan American champion, multiple halls of fame. And of course, that little event known as the Olympics Olympics. Games. Yes. And as luck would have it, Jeff, Leah is joining us on the show today. That's amazing. You didn't know that. Well, I actually did. I was (laughs) pretending. (laughs) I knew that you knew that. But Leah uh, is joining us today on the show, and we're excited to visit with her. Leah, how are you today? I am doing so great, and I'm so excited to be joining you all next week in St. George. It is truly going to be an amazing show. Now, you've had a chance to come to our community before, so you're uh, at least familiar with the layout of the city. But I I just think you're going to love what goes on during the World Senior Games. You're going to love the opening ceremonies. And I know that our community and our athletes are going to love the message that you have to share. You've done so many great things in your life in the world of sport. Um, and today, Leah, I just want to talk a little bit about maybe your athletic journey and, uh, and, and kind of get a, an idea and a feel for how you got to the pinnacle of athletics, the Olympic Games. Ha- Let me just ask you this, just to start us off, Leah. Have, have you always played sports, even as a little girl? Yeah, I, I was the firstborn in my family and um, grew up in Southern California. And my dad loved baseball, so the first sport he signed me up for was softball. And I played softball and soccer and just happened to, from a young age, get involved in those two sports. In junior high, I would try basketball, volleyball, and I found quickly that softball and soccer were my two definitely best sports. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's a good discovery to make. That's, that's something that uh, I, I guess is, is worth um, reaching that conclusion, right? So I, I my, my basketball coach pretty much told me in junior high, you know what, in this sport... You're like a fish out of water. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was athletic, so I started, but you really weren't going to count on me to score a lot of points. <laughs> you, you were a presence on the court, though, which was important. Uh, every every role yes. has an important part. There's, that is there's right. No, there's that no small right. parts, just small actors, you right? Know, if, they'd given you, if they had given you a bat, you might be able to hit the ball in the, the hole a little bit better. <laughs> that's true. Possibly. That's true. So I, I, I like that you did try other things, though. I think that's uh, an important aspect of sports, just that concept of trying. And, and you never know what is going to be your thing until you give it a shot. Um, obviously, for you, you said soccer and softball. And softball is the one that really, you know, kind of projected you out and in, into even superstardom, I would, I would say. Um, but before we talk about softball, which I do want to get into, tell me a little bit about your soccer. Did, did you play all through high school soccer, or was that just a, a middle school thing as well? I did, and I and there was a period of time when I was about 14 years old, and I looked into select soccer and travel softball, and I knew I couldn't do both of those things. And so softball would open up more doors. But in Southern California, 
you know, it's pretty competitive. I ended up being the MVP of the entire league that I was in um, in Southern California my senior year. And so I had a lot of success on the soccer field, but a lot more doors of opportunity, opportunity did come up. And I actually, I did, I went to Arizona, and we'll talk about that, I'm sure, with softball. But I, in my mind, I wanted this, my fifth year at Arizona, I wanted to try to walk onto the U of A soccer team because they were a new program yeah. with only a few years old. But I ended up redshirting for the Olympics, so there were other. God had other plans for me, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I played softball. Well, that's awesome, and soccer is such a, a great sport as well. And and holy cow, the United States has really become uh, from from a women's standpoint a powerhouse in that sport uh, with a, a world championship now under their belts and a, a lot of great things uh, that are that are going on the the World Cup, excuse me, I should say. Um, but you you mentioned softball. I mean, obviously for you, softball has been your sport. Uh, your your dad was a baseball player. He got you going right away. Um, you you played in high school. I'm assuming softball. Yep, yep, definitely. And tell me, did did you have a, a high level of success there as well, just like you have at every other level? I did. I was I was a pitcher, and so I had a lot of success both hitting and pitching. I was also a first baseman, and so um, it started out with all stars and youth ball. And then when I was about 14 years old, 13 years old, I had a, a travel organization say, hey. You know, we'd love to have your daughter play for us. We can't guarantee any position. But a year later, we were at 14 internationals, 52 teams from all around the United States, and our our team took first place, and I was the winning pitcher in the circle. And so I think for me at 14 years old, that experience really kind of opened my eyes to, okay, there can be opportunities here. And that really, I would say, was when here I was, you know, I think after my freshman year in high school and thinking about, okay, I would love the opportunity to play in college someday. Wow, that's awesome. That's that's amazing. A national championship at 14 years old. What a what an incredible experience. It, it really was. We were in Chattanooga, Tennessee. The games were aired on TV. And so here we are, 14, and these bunch of girls, and just so excited to see our, our names and faces on the news. And, you know, a small community like that just wrapped their arms around us. And it was, again, for me, just really like a jumping board to what, what I was going to be able to, to experience through softball. That's a big deal, a big deal for sure. So so you go ahead and continue playing through high school, and then you mentioned Arizona. Talk a little bit about what that was like to have that opportunity to play for such a, a prestigious and, and you know well-known and historic team like, like you did at Arizona. Yeah, so I, I went to the University of Arizona on a scholarship, and Arizona had just come off winning their first ever national championship when they recruited me the, the year Prior to me entering, they um, I can't remember what place they got, but they got to the Women's World Series. And so they were really just kind of coming onto the scene at that time. And so I got there, and I pitched part of the time. By the end of the year, um, I ended up being more like when I, when I wasn't pitching, we had a star pitcher, and um, I ended up being the designated player. So I would just hit in the games, and that's kind of, you know, at first, I just thought, oh, can I play with these women? Like, you're, you're the big, you know, big yeah. coming out of Southern California. But then you get to college, and these women have experience, and they're so strong, and you have so much to learn underneath them. But we got to the Women's College World Series, and the final UCLA had, you know, definitely they were for sure a dynasty at that time. Lisa Fernandez, who I would go on to win three gold medals with, she was, you know, the senior literally phenomenal pitcher and I got the only hit off of her in the championship <laughs> game that we had somebody on from an air she scored and Lisa ended up pitching a one hitter our pitcher pitched a two hitter so this is back in the day where 
pitchers kind of dominated. Yeah. And we brought home the national championship. And I, to me, I thought there is nothing better in sports. Like I've done everything I could ever want to do in softball, you know, for my sport. Well, that's, I mean, a national championship, like there's, there's, that's got to be such a great, incredible feeling, and especially as a, a, a contributor. So that's your freshman year, and then you guys went on to continue to have great success at Arizona. We University did. of Arizona, we, I we should won. say. Yeah, my second year, we ended up winning it again, and um, that year was against Northridge. My junior year, we got to the championship game. We lost to UCLA in the final, um, and then and then I redshirted actually for the Olympic game, for the Olympic team my senior year. And, um, and then I came back my senior year and we won, we won a third national championship. So three out of my four years, we won it. And I was in the championship game every single year. So it was truly a phenomenal time period, an amazing group of female athletes. And as well as being able to play for coach Candrea at Arizona was just a dream come true for me. I, I can only imagine that it had to just be such an overwhelming and amazing feeling to be a part of that and, and contribute in such a way to, to that program. Now, I have uh, a couple of stats in front of me. I, I understand that you, do you still hold the, uh, the, the batting average, the single tournament batting average for the College World Series? Do you still hold that record? I, I do still hold that record all these years from 1994. So, so <laughs> there was one year. There was one year that somebody was tied with me in the championship series, and she um, was from UCLA, and I'm her name right now. I'm not thinking off the top of my head, but I remember like joking because she was just phenomenal and just playing unbelievable. They were playing UCLA was playing against Arizona, and I was joking. At one point, she tied me, and it's the championship last game of the year, and so she tied me, and she's at 750 because I I went nine for 12. Granted, she played better because she had more at bats than I have, but <laughs> but we end up. I was like, I want to call coach and just tell him to walk her, <laughs> and I call him and say, just walk her, coach, and she'll be tied with me. But what's funny is she came up and she grounded out and then went just below me. <laughs> oh, so wow. I still, so you're I still, still there. Hold the <laughs> and, and you just breezed over it. But I, I, I got to emphasize this. Your batting average is 750. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Leah, that's incredible. Yes. It was it was phenomenal. I, I don't know. I just was in the zone. You don't have many times like that as an athlete. And for me, I just, I don't know. I, something came out. Like, I look back and... And I looked at, I, I never knew this until years and years later, because now I do some commentating for the Women's College World Series. I do radio for Westwood One. And when I was looking at record books and I was looking at, you know, old, old Women's College World Series, three out of the four Women's College World Series, I led the tournament in batting average. And I just thought, how did that even happen? You know, and, and I just, there was something about playing on that stage that it, it was truly the, the most amazing experience. That is incredible. You're listening to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life, and we're visiting with three-time Olympic gold medalist Leah Amico. Uh, we, we're talking about her college days. I want to transition now to the next phase. Uh, you mentioned that you did take a, a red shirt, an Olympic red shirt, in, in your your junior year, you said, or your senior year? My senior year. Okay. So yeah, I, I took that season off. So so talk and, about um, that. Talk about that experience of being invited to represent your country on the biggest stage of sport, the, the Olympic Games, what is that feeling like? And, and how did that come about? How did you find out that you were going to be able to be on that team? So I had started being involved in that process after 
um, getting that winning hit off Elisa of Fernandez. I think I caught some eyes in that situation and, and so was invited to a try. I kind of made like a B team, like a second team that USA had to go to a Pan Am qualifier when they had the actual Pan Am team. So I was in this, you know, group of maybe 60 athletes or so that were being looked at. And so I went to multiple tryouts and they called them Olympic festivals and and so um, through that, that eventually allowed me to make one of the main USA teams the summer prior to the Olympics. And so I got to that final tryout. I think they think we had about around 70 athletes from all over the U.S., all different ages. And I was 21 and just at that moment didn't know if I'd have the chance to make that team, but was going to give everything I could. And I, I was named one of 15 women on the first ever Olympic softball team because softball hadn't been in the Olympics before right. 1996. And so one of 15 women named to that and truly just that was the ultimate. I didn't even, you know, I just had no idea and I was so young. And I just have to say that when I had made that team, you know, there were some women who had represented the United States for a lot of years. There was still always a national team who played internationally. But some of these women, I was so thankful for their leadership. Dot Richardson, she was 34 years old and here I am 21. And, and I just looked up to her, Michelle Smith, Lisa Fernandez, you know, these Sheila Dowdy, these women who had represented the United States for a long, long time and finally were going to get the chance to do it in an Olympic Games. And here I was just coming on the scene, you know, and so it was just such an honor to be with those athletes. And and what a historic opportunity to step onto the stage as well. As you said, the very first time that women's softball is represented at the Games. So now remind us, which year was that? That one was 1996. And that was in in Atlanta, 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 Georgia. Yep. And so that year, Team USA was able to win the gold medal. Yes, we were. Which is just we beat China. Amazing. Yep. We had yeah, very very big game, very close game. Um, Dot Richardson hit a home run to pretty much give us you know the win. And what was amazing was um, being able to have being in America and having you know eight, 9,000 fans in the stands for us, which is a big deal for softball. You know, we don't sure. play as, at, as big of venues as some of, you know, of course, these other sports, but it was such a big deal. And to have them all cheering us on was truly uh, the pride you felt representing your country. Like it was so much bigger than me. It was so much bigger than my team. You know, it was literally just for our country. It was, it was phenomenal. Which is such a such an incredible feeling, and and one that frankly not everyone gets to experience, obviously. Uh, but you didn't stop there. You were able to go on and continue to have some some pretty incredible success. Um, what was the next step? You guys win the gold medal. It's amazing. It's historic. It's the first time. It's a, it's a real leap forward for women's sports. There's there's so many things that are going on. What what happened after that? Yeah, and so for me, I was. Um you know, I had one more year of softball at college, so I finished up. I finished up competing. You know, we won the national championship. I made the team, you know, USA team the next summer. In the meantime, I ended up meeting my husband at a softball tournament, and he was, you know, he's originally from Boston and lived in South Carolina. And I'm like laughing because it's at the softball field, of course, but this happens. So we get married. So in the meantime, I'm basically training. I finished up my degree, which was to be a teacher. But all the while, I'm training for Team USA, and so, um, and most of our competitions would happen in the summer. 
and you try out every single year. And then if you make the team, then you compete that whole next year with them. And so then it came, you know, four years later, there was another tryout. I made the 2000 Olympic team. And so that Olympics, I went to Sydney, Australia. Our team ended up, you know, we were a big media story because we had, I think, a 112-game win streak happening, and we lost three games in a row, and we were on the verge of not even competing for a medal because the top four out of eight get to advance and compete for the medal. And so it was a big story in that Olympics, but we pulled it together, fought our way, clawed our way back, and we ended up actually bringing home the second gold medal against Japan, who was undefeated that entire tournament. And so that, to me, I tell people it's, it's, it was the softest, the gold medals, I don't know if people know this, but they're, they're, they're silver on the, on the inside and they're gold plated. Yeah. And that one's the softest gold that they've used out of the metal. So it's the most scratched up. And I tell people that's okay because it's the one that I appreciate the most <laughs> and was the hardest to get. <laughs> wow. Well, it sounds like it. I, I remember the, that uh, time when, again, like you said, you were on such an incredible streak and then you kind of hit that, just that little street strip of bad luck there. But um, what a gritty, incredible, historic, memorable performance to come back and, and to beat Japan, who was, you know, it's, it's kind of weird that you're the defending gold medalist, and yet you're kind of the underdogs going into that because Japan's undefeated. And uh, again, just an amazing time, and congratulations. But once again, that wasn't the last time. Yep. <laughs> One so, more yeah, time. So I- well, and so now I've been married a couple of years. I have two gold medals. I'm in my mid-20s, and I'm thinking, I still want to compete. I still want to represent the USA, And then, but I'm like, but I want to be a mom. And, you know, and so I thought, well, I'm, I'm going to try to do both if I can. And so I took one summer off. I had my son Jake in, the, in 2005, or two, I'm sorry, 2001, after the 2000 Olympics. And, um, and then I got out and had to train harder than ever before, because at this point, softball has now been in the Olympic games, two Olympics, you have more athletes training stronger technology is getting better. You know, I mean, there's just so much more knowledge out there. And so, you know, here I was in getting into my upper twenties and these girls are coming out just phenomenal out of college. And so I, had my son and I went to work and I, a, a year after he was born, I found myself um, getting the winning RBI against, um, against Canada at the, um, or sorry, that one was against Japan as well at the um, world championship in Canada is where we competed. And here after we win, our team gathers on the podium and I go and grab my one-year-old little boy, Jake. And so that to me was just this amazing experience of, okay, like, I did it. I made it myself back. Now I got to get back to the Olympics. And so that next Olympics was in Athens, Greece, 2004 Olympics. And that Olympics also was very, very special to me because not only was I married with now a little boy that, you know, I'm out there playing for them as well, but Coach Candrea, Mike Candrea from the University of Arizona, he became our Olympic coach that time around. And he is truly like a father to me. I love that man. He helped me to become the player and athlete that I was. And I knew he cared about me, you know, more off the field than he did on. And so just to be able to play for the USA with him was, oh, my gosh, it was unbelievable. And so um, there were four of us, four of us in, that competed in all three of those, the first three Olympic Games. And, um, and so we brought home the gold medal. And that Olympics was a lot different in Athens, Greece. We ended up dominating. We went 9-0. and We scored 51 runs in nine games, and we only had one run that we let up. And so that was a pretty – our coach's motto that year was we don't want to just win. We want to dominate. Yeah. And 
we, you know, we trained harder than ever before. He just had a new, you know, focus, a new mentality and saying, okay, how are we going to be the very best? And he helped lead us. Wow. Leah, I wish we had another hour where we could just continue this conversation, (laughs) but unfortunately we've run out of time, but let me say, this is not the last chance that you'll have an opportunity to hear Leah. Please come on out to our opening ceremonies on Tuesday, October 8th, and kind of get the rest of the story. Leah, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. I'm looking forward to meeting you in person. We will will definitely see you next week. That sounds great. So, Jeff. Yes, Kyle. As you well know, athlete registration closed weeks ago. Yes, it did. But don't despair. You can still be a part of the Huntsman World Senior Games. All you got to do is register to be a volunteer. It takes more than 3,000 volunteers to pull the games off, and you can be one of those all-stars of the games. It's very easy to register as a volunteer. All you got to do is visit SeniorGames.net, click on the Volunteer tab, and there are tons of volunteer opportunities that include both helping with the sports as well as helping in non-sport areas. There's lots of health benefits to volunteering, as we know. We've talked about that on the show, and uh, we could really use your help. And you'll get our eternal gratitude. That's right. So hit SeniorGames.net and register to volunteer today. One more reminder to join us at the opening ceremonies and listen to Leah Amico. It takes place at Trailblazer Stadium at Dixie State University. It's on Tuesday, October 8th. Gates open at 6 o'clock and the show starts at 7. It's going to be an amazing show. Don't miss it. Remember to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. Jeff. Yes. Our inspirational thought for the day comes from another Olympic champion, cool. Sonia Richards-Ross. She says... Failure I can live with, not trying is what I can't handle. Wow, that's amazing. Until next Thursday, stay active. Bye, everyone.